I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 <coughs> pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where I currently am residing on the 176th floor. They moved us again of the DDP Radio Megaplex here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, if you shoot this line up to the giant-sized spaceship, sized uh, <laughs> satellite dish on the top of the Megaplex and you fire it to the Great White North, uh, it'll uh, take about 40 minutes to get there and probably go back in time twice, but it will reach my <laughs> co-host, of course, the one, the only, the Canadian quote master herself, Crystal Stewart. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Oh, well, I appreciate you uh, you hanging with me tonight because I know you're a little bit under the weather. Um, I am. I don't know if that's possible to be under the weather in Canada because the weather's always like under like 100 degrees or whatever. But you are <laughs> under the weather. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's cold. So we appreciate you hanging in and, 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 and getting out there with us because I know you're not feeling so hot. But um, we got a fun show tonight. I do know that um, I'm aware that we are now directly in competition. They talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, you know, NXT versus AEW versus DDPY radio. It's been like a big news story, like with just the three of us going at it all week. So we're going to have to bring out the big guns. And I first suggested that Mike Mullins have like an hour or so to think show tunes or something from the 1960s. Uh, The company (laughs) quickly put the kibosh on that. So instead, we're going to have to up the talent pool around here. We have to bring in some really cool uh, stories. We're going to have to take in some really cool, inspiring GDP Yoga uh, warriors to uh, highlight and really just pull in the ratings and then finally send those other two companies back in. And uh, we're really excited to talk to uh, Aaron today because he is uh, one of your countrymen uh, over there in in Canada, and Crystal knows my reverence for all things Canada. I, I love that country. <laughs> I used to drive over the border when I was 18 years old because I couldn't drink you in bet. the States, but I could drink in Canada back when there wasn't a whole to do to get over there. So uh, I love that country. And uh, your fellow countrymen from Calgary, or not uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, I'm so used to saying that. Uh, Aaron Johnson, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank uh, you for no coming problem. on. No problem. We appreciate it, man. Um, so uh, we usually like to get started. You said you've heard the show before, so you know how it is uh, with a lot of superhero movies flowing out. 
uh, constantly. And, of course, the Joker movie in theaters, which is a Joker origin story, which is wonderful, by the way. We got to know, what was your DDPY warrior origin story? Usually there's some kind of uh, moment or, or revelation or just thought process behind, I'm going to try this and, and, and kind of take a different route with my health or my workout routine or what may have you. What was your origin story? What brought you here? So, yeah, well, as you said, I'm basically from Calgary. I grew up in Calgary. So, of course, we're all Brett the Hitman Heart fans <laughs> out here, right? Heart mm-hmm. Foundation. So, we all followed wrestling. And to be honest with you, I never even really heard of Diamond Dallas Page until probably I was in high school when uh, we finally got, you know, WCW in Canada. Because we never had TNT or any of those stations up here, right? So it was all Stampede Wrestling and WWF back then. So um, I just, you know, I was a wrestling fan. We went to WrestleMania in Toronto, went to WrestleMania in Seattle, everything. And then as I got older, um, I started to get into a little bit of uh, bad shape. So I played football and everything growing up. But after high school, I didn't really have an outlet, a competitive outlet to do anything. I ended up in the bars more than I ended up in the gym. Um, and, yeah, as I said, a couple of decades passed. And next thing I knew, I was 360-some pounds. Not exactly sure the weight because I really didn't step on a scale. And uh, so I decided to change careers, and I was becoming an electrician. But I couldn't do anything. Like I was coming home from work, and I'd have to just sit on the couch because I was so scared if I did, lifted weights or did anything else I could having a pregnant wife, I wasn't able to go to work the next day. So when I went to go to school, I bought the DVDs, actually. I ordered them online, and I ordered under under my wife's name because uh, the yoga thing, right? And, uh, I started school, did them a couple, did it a couple times, and uh, kind of drifted off from it. Then after I finished school and went back to work, uh, again, I was 300 50 pounds ish climbing ladders all day and like my body was just beaten up i played uh, football growing up canadian football uh i actually won a national title and uh, i played hockey of course being canadian um so i always played like the hard on the body sports but i couldn't do anything like that again so when we went back to work they decided they're going to do a biggest loser challenge i thought well you know what I have this program here. I don't mind taking your guys' money. And so I went all in on it. I went face. The, sorry, go ahead. I keep interrupting you. No. no. Oh, no. So I, they, I, I was not. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry about that. So, yeah. So we're doing the biggest loser contest. I decided to go with the all in, the phase three eating, work out every day for it. And they did a weekly prize and a uh, monthly prize. And I ended up taking three of the four weeks, weekly prizes and the whole prize, losing about 35 pounds in the 28 days we did the contest. And I thought to myself, well, hell, if I could do this in this amount of time, I, I'm going to just keep going with it. And my wife, Tamara, she was on board with it. So she was like, it was a great support. I, you know, we we're following the nutrition together, making our kids miserable too, doing that, making them eat it too. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we just kept rolling with it, and it just kept going and going and kept getting better and better. And next thing I know, it was, you know, 50 pounds, 70 pounds, 100 pounds. And I think my total loss to date was 
160 was my whereabouts I was. Wow. That's oh, that's incredible, and that's congratulations. That's that's something. I, that's, Thank you. See, I've always had a theory that if you, especially with the athlete types, the guys who were athletes at one point, if you put something positive in their life in the form of a challenge with other, you know, like-minded people, athletes or guys, like there's an added incentive that really kind of just kicks it in the gear. So I always recommend for like if guys are like you know friends or something to get in on a weight loss challenge like that because. You know, naturally being an athlete, you have that kind of competitive spirit. And, uh, you know, a lot of us guys have a le- enough pride to not want to let our friends beat us in anything. So it, it becomes a little uh, little advantage to to it. And uh, something positive comes out at the end. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, and yeah, as I said, right, even after, like, after high school, I did. I actually went to a pro wrestling camp. I started taking some bumps and stuff there. And I thought, then I thought to myself, you know what? I can't do this. I need something real. So I left that, and I went to a Muay Thai kickboxing camp here. One of my friends from high school taught, and I ended up training with him. I actually lost a bunch of weight, and I got in a great shape, but my head wasn't where it needed to be. So, again, I ended up drifting from the gym. Like, I, I won a national title in that, too, and a golden glove. But then I drifted away from the gym and back into the bar more, and then yeah, I had a lot of external stuff happening in my life that was taken away from me actually being a competitive kickboxer and thinking I was more of a gangster and a thug than I actually really was, you know. So that's how it kind of ended up back into being 360 pounds and all that and then coming back to finding my way with DDPY. So do you feel more centered now? I know that sounds like a very yoga question, but how has the program changed you from where you were to where you are now? Like what's been the biggest change other than the weight? Well, see, that's the thing I find with this program. And I see a lot of, uh, of it on the social media is where, you know, a lot of people need to lose this weight and they think right. that losing the weight is going to solve all their problems. Which is, you know, basically what I thought was going to happen too. And that's really not the case. So um, what happened was, is, you know, I did all the work, I lost all the weight. And then Marcel Doré, the man out there in Ontario, he put on a workshop. He's absolutely amazing. Him and his huge classes there. Um, But he put on the workshop. Yeah. Yeah, in Guelph. And so so in Guelph I so I made it work to go out to that workshop, but you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I wasn't very happy with where I was at work and it was really bleeding into my emotional life, right? And so I went out there for the workshop and I was an instructor in training. So I had, I did the workshop, had an amazing time. Afterwards Marcel had a party for the instructors and the uh instructors and training so I got to go and actually hang out with Yoga Doc and a lot of the instructors mm-hmm. Jim York, Brian Duran, Marcel, Sarah Fortin, like so many so many amazing people but I ended up sitting down with Dallas for about a half hour and not even planning on it we just started talking I told him I didn't feel like I really should be there there's stuff I could be spending money on and I actually said that to Marcel and you too and they said to me, you know what, you're right where you need to be. I said, well, right. shit, like, you know, sorry for the service, like, 
You know, and I ended up, as embarrassing as it was, I ended up in tears talking to Dallas just because I didn't know what to do. I, I wasn't happy or anything. And so he takes a picture of me and asks me for my email address. And I go, okay. So I get back to my, ho- my hotel room there, and uh, I get an email from him. He says, bro, I think you need to read this. And he sent me a copy of his new book, uh, like an advanced copy of it, right? Because he knew I was struggling. So I was going to just get started on that. Then I got an email saying, we're in your hotel lobby. Get ready. We're going out. Marcel, Yoga Doc, and Jim, and Brian, they're all down in my hotel mm-hmm. lobby. So we went down, had a couple couple drinks, and sat around and talked, which was amazing. And then the next morning, I got up. I ran 7K. Loaded up, got my rental car, drove back to the airport, Hamilton Airport, parked the car, and I spent the next seven hours before my flight, got into that book, and I finished it by the time I got home. But then wow. I went to Calgary, I finished that book and started on the working the working part of it. And I realized, working through that book, that I'd only half committed to the program. So, you know, I did the work, I lost all the weight, and expect all my problems to go away. But mentally and emotionally, I didn't do anything to fix what caused that to start, right? So, right. Now, now, to answer your question, after I've done that work now, I really feel like I am a lot more focused and a lot, you know, I know what I want to do. And that's that was a, the next big learning curve that I got from BDPY. Like, you can lose all the weight that you want, but those underlying issues, you know what? They're working out better too, and they're getting stronger, and they're going to come back and pop you in the mouth if you don't work on those. So, yep, I, yep, I do story. find I, I do find myself absolutely focused, and you know, I find myself writing goals down, and you know, I don't I don't listen to radio in my car anymore. I've always got some kind of audio book or something just to better myself. But yeah, it's just it's absolutely pointed me like an arrow in the direction that I would need to be taking myself. So. Now, Erin, have you talked to Dallas since you've lost the weight and read the book, and have you talked to him since? Uh, well, I was at the summit this year. Uh, my wife oh, and I made you? a trip out there. Yeah, we took a trip out to Atlanta. We actually spent a week there, so wow. we did have a little bit of a chance to talk there a bit, but... You ever been to the summit? You know, it's you think you're gonna have yep. three days and everything, and all of a sudden it's done and gone, right? And of course, yep. the voice is gone. So, no, we did have a little bit of a talk, and we did. I did an interview, had some good time with uh, Steve U, and yeah, got a little bit of FaceTime with everybody there. So, good. I do good. send Dallas an email here and there, and just let him know what's going on. So, that's awesome. I, done that actually I love it, but. I love that you brought that up real quick. I don't want to gloss over this because I think this is an important thing to, to touch on. When you when you commented about your underlying issues still being there, um, I heard a, a quote uh, not too long ago, and I'm not I'm going to paraphrase it, but you know, so many people have this have this goal that they have, either whether it's to lose weight or to become, you know, a famous football player or wrestler or whatever it may be, and they kind of are, are banking on that goal to just make everything click in their lives. Like once I get to this point, everything's going to be good for me. Um, and someone said, uh, true desperation is not never achieving your goals. True desperation is achieving your goals and realizing that that wasn't the happiness that you just, that you thought it was going to bring. 
And it was it was just a profound thing for me because I, you know, whether it be finally getting to my goal weight, whether it be getting to the job that I always wanted, I've, I've been through all of those things, and you're expecting that to kind of just make everything click and just bring you nothing but happiness for the rest of your life. But everything that's there, and then when you reach that moment and you still have that emptiness, that's a real desperation inside of you. And you kind of at that point are forced to go within and kind of realize, like, what is this emptiness? What is this feeling that I need to kind of fix within myself? And that was such an important point because so many people, I've talked to so many people in this program over the, you know, eight years or so that I've been in here, um, and they say, I thought getting to my goal weight was going to fix everything. And it's so important, and, and it's one of those aspects of DDPY that we always highlight the, the, the weight loss stories or the, the fitness, you know, overcoming the fitness challenges but in my mind, the most crucial part of this program is, is the mental aspect because it yeah. retrains your brain to th- stop thinking in, 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 in worry and negativity and anxiety and start thinking about, yes, I can. If I do this, how am I going to get there? It, it retrains your brain to think about the positives instead of the negatives. And people call this a weight loss program or a fitness program. It's as much as it is a mental program as anything, and it's a, it's the – I think it's the most crucial aspect of this program is because if you're going to fix your body, you got to fix your head first. Yep. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the, 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 they all work hand in hand, right? Like, and of course, once you lose the weight and everything, and that is the goal, but that should be opening up other stuff that you need to work on. Right. And that's, I feel bad because I, I can't imagine how many people have actually made their goal weight. And then did couldn't cope and couldn't realize like what what next now that I've done this where do I go right? But they, mm-hmm. it's, you need to realize that you always have to work. You always have to grind and move forward, right? You hit that one goal, you make three new ones, and then start working on those. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's really funny because listening to the two of you have this discussion, um, you know, it's really interesting because I had a talk with someone this week about um, they said they didn't know what to do because they had started and stopped the program so many times and they felt like they had fallen flat on their face. So my whole thing is, is when you fall flat on your face, you have two choices. You either stay there or you get back up and you try again. I mean, you can't be allergic to sweat if you want to succeed. Well, and even just starting and stopping is still part of the process, right? If you sure started it, sure. you weren't ready. It's so you laid off. And then you realize you need to go. It's just like it's just like quitting smoking, right? Yep. You don't stop yep. trying to quit smoking. If you're trying to change your life, you can't just, but you, you know, it's, you did it once and then you fell off. Well, you know what? You started smoking again. Throw that pack out. Get back on. Do the same with exercise. It's not a failure, right? You started the work. You just haven't finished the work. And then once you've done the work, you realize you're never going to finish the work. And so you just find new ways to work it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I said to this person, I said, you know, if working out has always been a foreign concept to you, what makes you think that you're going to get it down in one day? You're not. You're not. And you don't, you don't gain 100 pounds one day either, right? Uh, no, true story. True. 
And everybody sees these success stories and they think about, oh, well, why haven't I got this? You see the post of it every day. Is, well, I've been doing it a week and I haven't lost weight. And it's, well, you know, everybody's different, right? But the if you put in the work, it's going to happen. That's just how it, that, that's how it goes. Do you guys have the, the biggest loser up there in uh, in Canada, that TV yep. show, that reality show, that weight loss? Well, I was, yep. I was reading an article the other day, and every single person from that show, I think except for like one or two, gained all the way back and more. And they're going through yep. the article, and it's it's basically these people who have who have severe eating, you know, way overeating disorders, all those problems. And they just put them on the treadmill nonstop. Well, I could lose weight on a treadmill nonstop, and as I get off the treadmill, I still have all the issues I had before. You know, you never treat the problem. You treat just, you know, I've known what's healthy and what's not healthy since I was seven years old, and very few things have changed, you know, whether, you know, it comes to vegetables and fruits and, and, you know, eating healthy. I know all that. That's, you know, most people know common sense eating, but there's something upstairs that we have going on that we need to unwire and rewire ourselves to be healthy. Yep. And if you're not yep. fixing that, you know, you're always going to have those ups and downs, ups and downs. But I've had so many people say, well, you know, about workout programs, you know, any workout program, uh, I it didn't work for me. Well, if any workout program is causing your heart rate to be elevated and you're getting an exercise, it's going to work for you. It's, it's the fact that you quit or stopped is that it doesn't work. In order to get anything, you know, to complete anything, whether it's anything, you're just going to keep going. Ups and downs, failure. Right. I haven't done DDPY in, in two weeks. Okay, well, that sucks. But, you know, tomorrow, I, if I step back on, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not done until I quit. And it never doesn't work for anybody. It doesn't work when you quit, right. you know? Right. And, I mean, you you both know as well as I do, and anybody who's listening to this, you can't be upset at the results you didn't get because you never put the work in. Uh, the thing is, is, exercise is guaranteed to give you results, right? It, you might not see them, but it's guaranteed. Things that fail in your diets, right? That's, yep. There's still a diet. There's still. I mean, this is my personal feeling. There's still a diet industry because they are made to fail. It's You have Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, everything like that. It's only a business because, you know, you get your results and then you stop and then you have to go back, right? It's you have to find a sensible way of eating. But if you do exercise, if you do DDPY, you're going to have results. But it may not be 100 pounds off the scale. But you know what? You're going to see it in your shoulders. You're going to see the definition your legs come out, you know, your arms. I remember I noticed I started getting veins in my forearms. I was like, where the heck did those come from? I never had those even when I fought kickboxing. So it's it's guaranteed to work. Yeah. That's the good stuff. People always focus on the finish line. But the the good stuff is like, oh, shit, I walked up this ladder today and I can come out on a breath. The good shit is, oh, I can reach down and tie my own shoes or I can, you know, I can, hey, I did that move today. I couldn't do that yesterday. Oh, wow, I did two of those today. You know, the progress is the fun part. The finish line is just, you know, you know there is no finish line, but the goal way, crossing no. that, you know, threshold to the goal way, that's, that's always fun. But the fun stuff is the discovery and the things you learn about yourself along the way. Well, and that scale is such a – I don't understand why that is such a focus for everybody because, honestly, the scale lies to you constantly. I know personally – I can go between nine and eleven pounds through a day. Yep. 
and yep. I and I mm-hmm. intermit I intermittent fast, right? So I only eat one meal a day. But I can wake up in the morning and just weigh myself, and then just by drinking water and coffee all day, I could be up eleven pounds by the time I get home from work. So that's so if anybody's listening and they're frustrated with that scale, throw that scale out. Measurements and pictures. That's <laughs> it. Measurements and pictures. Because that scale lies to you, and it's it's there to frustrate you. Well, and you know, it's funny that, and you're right, so many people are chained to their scale. I mean, I got to a point when I was working out really, really hard all the time. I I took my scale and I ran it over with my car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> yeah, I just got fed up. Even depending uh, on the weather, your body snap. can fluctuate. You know, yeah. well, it's it's sabot it's self sabotaging because it's fun to see the scale go down because it goes down a lot at first. And then you get dependent on that. You step on, I remember I used to take a, take a, take a leak and I'd just step on the scale after like every day, like constantly throughout the day. And if once, you know, if it's a humid day and you're just holding in fluids, you step on the scale, that's discouraging. Yeah. I'm up a lot, quite a bit. You know, it's, it's a continuous mental mind, you know, screw. And if you're constantly stepping on the scale, you you still have a problem, you know, a weight problem. It may yeah. not be the same sure one. You still have an unhealthy relationship with your weight, and uh, you know that's what you need to change. You need to get a healthy relationship with food and a healthy healthy relationship with fitness. All this scale is teaching, showing you, is your relationship with gravity. That's all Amen. This is this is your relationship to sticking to the earth, and that's all it is. It's not not it's not the end all of you're getting healthy. So, no, and I mean, the scale will never tell you how much you're worth or, you know, how much of a good person you are, or it's never going to, it's never going to do that. And I mean, honestly, I never felt more empowered than when I ran that thing over. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I've watched my wife be so frustrated with the thing too. And it's, yeah, we still have one in the house and I don't know why. But we hit it down in the if basement. You go, so. If you go on my YouTube channel, because like I'm I'm a hypocrite apparently, because uh, if I you go on my YouTube channel, like a few years ago, like like a year into my my work my workouts, I put up a video proclaiming I'm done with the scale. So I took that scale and I just smashed it on screen on camera, and I was just a moment that I'm like screw this, and I threw it out, and then I panicked about the scale the next day. <laughs> Because I couldn't, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> what have I done? I made what this big demonstration, and then, then, then humbly went to Walmart and bought a new scale. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but no, no, that's that's awesome. So, how long have you totally? You know, I know. When did you start? What, what year did you start? It would be. This would be my third year. So, it would be what? Yeah, two thousand seventeen. I believe I, I started in April in 2017, and I probably had the 100-pound mark within about six months. Wow. And then, uh, and as, and then as, as this has progressed, I haven't just stuck with just DDP. I went back to Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, I fought in a light contact tournament and won that. 
Um, and then I had the bright idea because my wife likes to run. I had the bright idea if I started running, maybe we could run together. And then I realized we have three children, so we can't run together. One of us has to <laughs> run and watch the other one watch the kids. But uh, so I've ran a number of five to ten k's, a couple uh, longer races, and I've won run one half marathon so far. Wow! So and this has all been within the last three years. The half marathon is actually quite interesting. I made a goal of running a half marathon. I didn't have any money. I was kind of giving up on that goal. I'd given up on running because I live in Alberta and it's starts. We have about six inches of snow on the ground here right now. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. So so I gave up on running. I'd spent about two weeks. All I'd done is DDPY. I got a message saying I won entry into a 5K, 10K, or a half marathon race in a week. So, well, this is the way the universe is telling me to get my goals accomplished. So I said, okay, half marathon registered, ran for a week and went and did it. So that's been all I trained with is DDPY for that. So, Congrats, man. Um, that's thank incredible. you. It's, that's it's awesome. been a crazy journey. It's been absolutely crazy where my where this workout system has taken my body. Like as I said, I've I've won a national championship in football. I have won uh, golden gloves and a national title in Muay Thai kickboxing. I played second to top level hockey. But since I've started doing DDPY, I've actually gotten to be a better athlete at 43 years old than I was in my 20s. So. That just says what this program can that. actually do for you. Yeah. Touch upon that real quick. Your, your, your athletic career, and of course, you know, my brother's a master's electrician. Um, he's, he's, awesome. it's, it's, a, it's a brutal job. You're crawling into spaces, up ladders, up and down stairs all day. Like, it's a physically demanding job. You know, at 350 pounds where you started, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, consistently doing that on a daily basis how has your life changed in, in the day-to-day like aspects when it comes to like pain or, or even after work you know when those you, know, you kick off the shoes and your body just doesn't want to move like it must have changed your whole world just getting that weight off alone uh, for the day-to-day you know job and, and family and life and work and pain and well absolutely it's uh you know and it's you're on your knees some days all day you're up in the attic you're up and down ladders all day it is really quite tough on your body and on your brain. And um, I was really struggling with emotionally. I was coming home. I was on a very short fuse. As I said, I wasn't very happy with where I was. And I was on a very short fuse. And then as this program, as I got in better shape, you know what? I'd come home and I wouldn't just be dead tired. I wouldn't be snapping all the time. It was, you know, I started to have more fun outside. It wasn't just working and you know working and then just getting ready for work the next day I was actually able to go do stuff on weekends with my family and you know I still struggle here and there where I go back to getting a little snappy and everything but that's I'm a pretty explosive person right like it's just my personality I'm very intense not intense like serious but I do either one way or the other right but this is really quite mellowed me out more focused me right so it's you know it's just a lot better it's a lot better around the house and as I said I come home and it's not just you know take off my boots and I have to go to bed so I can get up to make money the next day um I've actually just started uh, my own company which again this came out of the conversation that I had with Dallas and Guelph 
with uh, me being unhappy and everything like that. So mm-hmm. he said, well, why, why are you doing this? If you know, you don't want to be around these people and stuff like that, why are you doing it? He said, well, I guess so we started putting the, putting it into motion, the idea. And then when I got back from uh, the summit, we ran out of work and I was supposed to sit for two months or however long until they got more work. I said, well, that's not going to fly. I'm going to, I think I, I have to have a paycheck to get the kids fed. So, so the resistance has been born out of that. So within the years since I've been to Guelph, that's another thing that's happened out of this meeting Dallas and reading his book. Wow. That's, that's awesome. You know, there's, there's, you know, so much can be said for inspiration and, you know, he's done that for so many people. It's like, you know, you always yep. hear that story. But it, it really does sometimes take somebody like him to kind of just drill it into your brain that, like, you can change your situation if you really want to. And, and as much as we sit there and say, well, I'm not, I can't do that, I don't have the money, I don't have the funds, I don't have this, I don't have that, you know, there's a path to get there if we really want to put our, our effort into it. And a lot of the can'ts in life, there are some people who are just, you know, burdened with situations that they just can't do things. And it's, and it's not fair all the time, but it's just the case. And then there's able-bodied people like me who pretty much have the world at his fingertips if I chose to, but just don't want to put the effort in. And sometimes you kind of need a perspective of somebody who's not going to, you know, indulge your, your just whining and complaining and just say, just do it. Go do it. Work towards it. Do something today to get there. You're not yep. going to get there today, yep. but you can do something to get there. And it opens up a world to you that you never really thought possible, a world where you kind of realize that I could potentially be the cause or the, the solution Here. to my own you know, problems. Yeah. You know, It puts the power back but in your hand. When you realize you have that power, it's pretty powerful. Well, that kind of seems like common sense too, right? If you're not happy with the situation, leave it, right? But it's, you know, it's not that easy, right? Like you get stuck in a situation, you doubt yourself, stuff like that. And it sometimes takes somebody to, you know, just tell you that. Like piss on it. You don't need, you don't need that. Go do it, right? right. And it's, and that's what I appreciate about Dallas. Because I've met a lot of <laughs> wrestlers in the past, right? But he's a real deal. You know, the person you see, he actually gives a shit about you. You know what I mean? I just met him in Guelph in about 30 minutes, and I ended up in tears with him, and he sends me a copy of his book and helps me out, helps me change my life for a second time. You know what I mean? So what he, you see is actually what you get, and that's what I yeah. really appreciate it. He's, he's the real deal. With, you know, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've met uh, a couple Aaron, wrestlers he, in the past. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, man. Sorry about that. Uh, I said I've met a couple wrestlers in the past, and, you know, a bunch of them just want to grab your money or whatever for a picture and stuff like that. And, but Dallas is absolutely amazing. Uh, Bad News Brown, he was actually a really cool guy. He's passed away now. He actually gave me oh, a ride home from the bar a couple times. Uh, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart oh, wow. was actually super fantastic, too. Rest in peace to him, but... Yeah, Dallas is the top of that list. Like, it was, you know, he's just how much he's changed my life. Like, if you would have told me that Diamond Dallas Page when I was in high school was going to change my life in my 40s, I would have asked you who Diamond Dallas Page was, and I probably would have punched you in the mouth. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, that's just the kind of guy I was in high school, right? But uh, no, he's absolutely been the real deal, and he, he gives a shit about people, right? He just he generally yeah. wants to make make people's lives better, which you know he has done tenfold for me, so and my family. You know, I, spend, I come uh, from you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. Sorry, go ahead. We got a lag. So he, sorry, sent, he sent a video to my daughter when we were at the summit because I showed him a picture of me and my eight-year-old daughter. She was born with hip dysplasia, and they never yep. caught it until she was one years old. So what hip dysplasia is, is their ball and socket and their hip never actually grew into a ball and socket. So they were just two bones kind of touching uh-huh. each other. And so they never caught it. She ended up having to have three surgeries to fix it. Spent a year and a half in a body cast. So I I showed her a picture. Dallas, a picture of me and her. We're down in uh, the basement working out. And he took it. He said, here, give me your phone for a second. And he turns on the video and he just turns it on. Sends her a video telling her that she kicks ass. And yeah, it was pretty amazing. Not those words, of course. It was PG. No, that that's that's really cool, and you know, I, I I come from you know all I've I've hung out with wrestling people and music people my whole life. I've you know rock radio and wrestling people those are my only jobs I've I've really ever had. So you get in this mode where you're around a lot of people that you you develop a cynicism towards the people in that business. And I was one of those people that rolled my eyes when I first heard DDP talking about, you know, his DDP yoga, you know, back when, before anyone really knew about it, before I was in, before the Arthur video came hit and everything like that. So yeah. it wasn't really, you know, a widely, you know, known thing. And I'm watching this and my eyes roll because, you know, I was, I would uh, detest people who would come across positive because I'm like, there's no way they're sincere. If you're that positive, you're, there's no way you're sincere. And then you, you get around him for a few minutes and it rubs off and you're like, I'm positive. Like you just, it changes your, your, your demeanor. It changes your personality. Uh, it changes your attitude. And, and that attitude I feel is the fuel for almost every single person that comes into this program or, or has dealt with him or has watched him or listened to him. That attitude adjustment, that attitude shift is the fuel that propels the DDPY success stories because yep. Yep. You can't help to be infected by the positive, good-natured attitude shift. Absolutely. And yoga docs absolutely the same way. It's like that's actually was some of the best talks that I've had was just sitting down talking to yoga doc in the pub. Like, he's absolutely amazing, <laughs> too, you know. You leave, he's amazing. You leave, after listen, you leave after listening to his stories, it's like, man, that dude is cool, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, why is that guy cool. sitting there talking to me? That guy's a rock star. So. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I love him. He's he's so yeah. cool. And he's such a good, he's a yeah. fun musician. He's just like, you know, and I always say, I, I, I say to yoga doctor whenever I see him, you've got, he's, got a, he's a doctor, he's a, D, a DPY founder, a yoga guy, a rock star, basically all the things I used to tell girls I was at the bar, but for real. When I'm trying to say, <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, he's, 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 he's amazing. And, I, and that's the thing, too, is like, like, especially nowadays in 2019, like everywhere you go, somebody wants to pick a fight or pick an argument or just like complain or, or debate you. Or like when I first got into the DDPY community, I, the first thing I said, because I got a bunch of emails 
you know, back in the day, everyone used to email you from the team site, like when you were new and you introduced yeah. yourself, you got like a bunch of eat from like a lot of mainstays. And the first thing I said is, oh shit, I've joined a cult. <laughs> there's no nice people on the internet. Like it just doesn't exist. So I just assumed that I'd been initiated in some cult. But it's, you know, once you get to know yeah. everybody, it's like, oh wow, there really is positive people on the internet. Yeah, yeah. After you, after you answer the question about which heart rate monitor you use, you're kind of in the club, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, you've gotten this far. You know, you you, you lost the weight. You, you know, you're kickboxing. You all these new kind of things on the horizon. So, where do you put your goals from here? Where 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 is your next fitness goal or next life goal that you kind of just wanna you know, put out there and, and, and shoot for? Well, so in my head right now, so I've actually written note is uh, February, I think I'm going to try to run a marathon in Calgary, which is probably insane because it's in Calgary in February, but there's oh. a hypo, is it called the hypo, hypothermic calf, but they do a full marathon. Oh my God. So I can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm going to start directing my energy to trying to do that. Um, I really quite love Spartan races. So last year I ran a 5K and a 13K twice in consecutive days on a Saturday and Sunday. So this year I would like to uh, get my trifecta, run the 5K, the 13K, and the Beast. And then eventually my goal by the time I'd say 48, I would like to run a 100-mile 24-hour race. Holy jumping! Wow. Uh, I listened to that David Goggins audio. I listened to that David Goggins uh, "Can't Hurt Me" audio book. I yep. left 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 that book going. I want to do that, and I thought, why do I want to do this? But I, I keeps popping into my brain, so I think I need to direct my energy towards a little bit longer of a running race. And I've also I've also had a bit of an urge to try to fight one more time, but at 43 years old, it might just stay a dream because you don't heal from getting punched in the face as quick as you do when you're in 20s. But that's right. I, I, I have a focus now that I didn't have back when I did it. So you know, everybody says no regrets, but you know, I feel like I have a regret there. Like I didn't respect my coaches. I didn't respect myself. Like, I feel like if I try, I did it now with the person that I am now, I I think it would be awesome. But, again, I I really don't want to get punched in the face too much. So no, no. Back, that's a back and forth one. I, I always say that uh, the no regrets, people saying I have no regrets is a cop-out. I think it's it's normal to have regrets. And I think having regrets kind of recenters things and realizes that I have the ability to do things different. I think having regrets is a good thing. It makes you means you're thoughtful, uh, and it means, you know, I think I think that's a good thing. You know what? It just shows that everything's not, you know, sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. all the time. Everything doesn't always go right. your way, right? But that's you've right. always yep. got a second chance, right? As long as you're breathing, you've always got a second chance. You know, that, that's, and, 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 you know, they always say never look back, only look forward. I'm like, no. Back there is where all the uh, the education is. That's where you learn from your failures and successes. Like you've got a whole like education of your life, what worked, what didn't back there. Always look back, but keep moving forward. 
I think it's important to kind Absolutely. of be able to analyze things. Um, right. And people are like, well, if you if you if you had no regrets, then you wouldn't end up. If you if you didn't do things, you know, all those things, you wouldn't end up where you were. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Have you seen me? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't uh, dwell on it, right? Yeah, right. You learn yeah, your right. lesson, you brush them off, and then you try to move on. It's it's easier said than done, right? But I think that's basically the no regret. But yeah, it's you know if you if you don't have regrets, then you haven't been pushing yourself hard enough. Because you're gonna right. fall, yeah. and that's basically yeah. it. And I don't like falling, so. No, that's. I mean, that's awesome. Is the altitude different when you're running there in Alberta? I know some of the area over yeah. there. The altitude's pretty. Yeah. Well, see, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm in between Edmonton and well, I'm in between Red Deer and Calgary. So we're oh. basically, I'd say, a, like Colorado elevation, right? Like we're only an hour from the Rocky Mountains. And, oh wow. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty high up there, and it's yeah, I. I haven't really ran anywhere else. I ran in Atlanta here and there, but we didn't really do any races or anything. So, right. <clears throat> Mike, Calgary is, where hours. They, Calgary is where they make the snow, <laughs> and then they distribute <laughs> it to the rest of the country. Oi. Well, it's oh. it's crazy because it's like, it'll be like a nice day. It'll be like plus ten, and then all of a sudden you blink your eyes and you're in the middle of a blizzard. Like, where did this come yep. from? Like, yep. Like it, it's it's ridiculous, but it is ridiculous. You know, <laughs> do you know Eric Broughton out there? Eric. He was he was he's a long time GDPY person. Eric Broughton. No. 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 I don't think he was I know Steve Doyle. No. He was my mentor in the GDPY uh, training, but we actually haven't met in person yet, even though we're two hours away. He. Uh, he works out of out of town, so whenever I've been in Edmonton, he's been gone, and this hasn't worked out yet. Um, yeah, that's about the only person I've met in Alberta. I've seen there's a couple other people, but awesome. We're working well, on it. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and you guys have like a whole contingency up there. I remember like Crystal, I think, was the, like the first Canadian GDP yoga person, and now it's like. You know, there it's, it's yeah. all over the place, and I, I I always say to people, I just like Canada's what like almost twice the size of the U.S. And I always say to anyone yeah. who's in Canada, I'm like, hey, do you know so and so? It's like, no, they're <laughs> on the other side of the country. It's like it's not just one state. Like we're a big country. I always just assume everyone in Canada knows each other. Right? No, I do that to people from I do that to people from England. So like my friend Boz and Hayden and all them. I I work with a guy named Matt, and I actually give him a like, hey, do you know Boz? <laughs> right. I realize there's like four billion people in England, and like, but it's really small. So you guys know each other, right? Like, uh, uh, you get yourself so worked up about it, but it's awesome. Uh, I love it, and and you, I love those. Uh, as I've been meaning to, to grab another one of those Kick Canada GDPY shirts because those are the coolest shirts you guys have. Is the uh, in the in the store there from that Canadian workshop? I think that's the coolest shirt. You guys have the coolest flag for sure. The red and white. I'm wearing mine right <laughs> yeah, we now. Do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. We love to have you back. Uh, update us uh, when you, if you get like that uh, marathon under your belt, or if you're going to go for that 24-hour one, or get fighting again. We'd love to have you back on and keep us uh, up to date and, and in tune with your story. And hopefully, I may see you at the next summit. 
Um, but until Hopefully. then, we really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us, man. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. This has been really fun. I really quite enjoyed myself. I wasn't sure what it never been on a radio show before, so I wasn't sure uh, how this was going to go, but it's a positive experience. Oh, no. Oh, that's awesome, awesome. Man. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, keep us keep us posted on, on all that stuff, and, and good luck with uh, the business and all that fun stuff. And uh, it's an inspiring story. And, and real quick, before we go, if anyone's just tuning in, you you lost 160 pounds in, you know, is that your total now? Uh, well, actually, now I'm sitting around 225. I've kind of gone up over the summer with camping and stuff, but we're working back down. Mm-hmm. It was a total of about 160 pounds. But again, I'm, wow. I'm not stepping on the scale. I'm not really worried about it. I just kind of go with how I feel. Just like food and everything now. I just, I, I just, I basically eat a carnivore diet. I feel when I eat carbs, I feel like I'm sore and stuff. So it, I just eat what I, what feels good and that, things like that, right? So I don't step on the scale. I just work out and do my thing. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Congratulations, man. And congratulations on all the continued <clears throat> success and changes and, all that fun stuff, and uh, we appreciate oh, you coming you. on. I hope you come back chat with us soon. And uh, yeah, to uh, uh, Crystal, you want to wrap us up with uh, one of your uh, uh, amazing Canadian quote master uh, uh, platters <laughs> yeah. of, of, of inspiration, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. It has nothing to do with Calgary, and no, just so you know. <laughs> um, it's from George Washington Carver and it's 99% of the failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. Hmm. That's and that's that's a good one and you know to to wrap things up you guys talked about talking to Dallas and stuff there's a there's a tell that Paige always has when cuz a lot of people when they when they start to struggle a little bit and they see him again for the first time and I've been one of these people you try to make an excuse for why things haven't been going well and there's a look on his face that's particular and he smells yep. your bullshit and he's about to tell you that your excuse is bullshit and you have the ability to turn it around and excuses are completely de- detrimental to long-term success so own your problems own your struggles own your, you know, pitfalls, your positives, your negatives. Just own your life, own yourself, and I think that's a, a great way to end the show because I appreciate that, Crystal. That's a, that's perfect oh, for you're tonight. Welcome. You're welcome. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen to us live ever, there's a whole archive over at iTunes and over at GDPRadio.com um, and yep. all that fun stuff. So there's a ton of stuff from Chris Jericho all the way to Edge, to, uh, you know, to Zach Ryder, to Rob Zombie, all those people in those archives, so make sure you start checking those out. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff planned in the upcoming several months here, so uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate Aaron. We appreciate all of you. And uh, remember, until next week, own your life. Never, ever give up. And, uh, you know, one foot in front of the other. Keep moving forward. You know, hope you guys had a great night. Thank you, guys. See ya. See ya. Today, I missed man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, he's in the diamond cutter. 
I don't believe it. Diamond Cutter out of the power box. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.